The government would have us believe that getting to net zero is a free lunch. It's going to make energy more secure. It's going to decarbonize. Oh, and it's going to meet affordability because it's going to make energy ever cheaper. If you hear something that seems too good to be true, it's a good idea to have doubts, to ask, could this really be the case? And one of the fictions that government and indeed the Labour Party too roll out is that, well, you know, this is all going to be investment and we can borrow to invest. And since the investment's going to be a good deal, the borrowing will pay itself off. And hey, we will get to that nirvana of cheaper and cheaper energy and little or no cost for net zero. It's nonsense. And it encapsulates this idea that, you know, the solution to our environmental problems, be they climate change or biodiversity, is to borrow. And, well, you know, the next generation will pay back that debt and, you know, they'll pay the interest and the dividends as well and leave a healthy profit for all the investors. You know, all that renewable electricity generation, the upgraded transmission and distribution systems, the heat pumps, uh, you name it, we're going to borrow rather than pay now the costs of all this kit. Well, it's wrong. And it's wrong for two reasons, which are related. First, it confuses the duty we have to do the capital maintenance and the remedial investment to pay for the damage that we have done. And because it doesn't do those things, it cheats on the next generation. Effectively, what it means is that we're doing the pollution and the next generation can have that pollution dealt with, but only if they pay for it. And that means pay back the debt, the interest and the dividends. You know, not the polluters, us in this generation, who've driven carbon in the atmosphere up to 420 parts per million and done so much damage to biodiversity. Not us who should pay, but the polluted, the next generation, they should pay for cleaning up the mess that we've caused. And if you look back and think to the bad old days of the nationalised industries, it was all very different then. In the great golden era of economic growth, you know, 3% per annum, year in, year out, from the end of the Second World War right through and to the mid-1970s. In that golden era, most of the investment in the core infrastructures, uh, particularly in energy, was on a pay-as-you-go basis. Each generation paid for the capital maintenance of the systems, the remedial investments in the 45 to 1970-75 period, making good the damage done during the Second World War. And they even paid for the investment in new assets, in enhancements to the systems. It was an intergenerational chain letter. We will bequeath to the next generation a set of 
physical and natural assets, and indeed social capital, at least as good as we inherited. What that meant was that we would make sure that the systems were in place for the next generation to have electricity, transport, water and sewage services, and so on. It came out of our utility bills, and it came from taxpayers. The remarkable thing about that period was that nobody thought that the way to maintain and enhance our natural environment and our physical infrastructures was simply to borrow. That was a very post-1980s idea, triumphed by the Thatcher governments then, but actually commonly pursued across the globe for both developed economies and emerging economies like China. Instead of going to funds, investment houses and so on and saying, lend us the money so we don't have to charge current customers, it came out of day-to-day bills. The Thatcher era moved to pay when delivered. Instead of current customers paying as you go, what would happen would be that current customers would not pay. Rather, the companies, the newly privatised businesses with their privatised balance sheet would borrow, do the investment and get paid back later. And that shift to more debt has got more and more addictive. If you look at the way in which national debt's built up, but more importantly, if you add back all that debt of the privatised industries and put it back on the government's balance sheet, or rather our national balance sheet, you'll see that the shift from pay-as-you-go to pay-when-delivered is truly colossal. And what that means is that we think we're going to get away with our great net-zero transition and the restoring of biodiversity without us picking up any bill for doing this. Now, if you go behind all of that, this accounting trick, this whiz idea that the brilliance of finance will cover up for the fact that we're not funding the borrowing, we're essentially using finance and hoping the next generation will do the funding, i.e. pay the bills. If you look at this and ask some fundamental questions back to that intergenerational bargain, what you can really see is yet more evidence that what we're trying to do is live beyond our means. We vote for politicians who are going to allow us to continue to live beyond our means and the politicians play to us by finding finance arrangements, green finance arrangements, to kick the ball, the cost, down to the next generation. And what it tells you is, that we, the polluters, are not paying for the pollution we're causing. We're living beyond our means, and particularly our environmental means. We're not maintaining the climate. We're not maintaining the biodiversity. We're not handing these in good state to the next generation. Instead, we're adding two parts per million to the carbon in the atmosphere every single year and saying, hey, you know what? Well, we're dealing with this. But you, the next generation, get 
the 420 plus parts per million of carbon in the atmosphere. Oh, and you get the debt for the things that we've done so far. And let's face it, pretty ineffectually to deal with those. You get the bill for that as well. So think to what a sustainable economy would look like. Think to what it would mean to fulfill our intergenerational bargain, as all those people did in the period from 1945 through to the mid-1970s, the bad old days of the nationalised industries. If we were to live within our sustainable environmental means, we would first deduct from our consumption the costs of all that capital maintenance, of keeping those assets in good shape, the climate, the biodiversity, the energy systems, and so on and so forth. We'd pay for that. We'd also face up to doing some of the remedial investment for the damage that we have caused. It's us that's done the damage, and it's not fair to say the next generation should pay for that. So when you look at what we spend, our consumption beyond our means, and subtract off it the capital maintenance and the remedial investment, and leave only the enhancements, the genuine enhancements to borrowing, you get to a completely different pattern and way of living from the one we are currently enjoying. No politician's going to tell you that. We're not going to vote for that. And what that tells you is that we live unsustainably and that if we are to address the great environmental and wider systems challenges of our time, then we would have to significantly change our ways. We're not going to do that. We just are addicted to debt as the way out of passing the cost bundle on to the next generation. And when we do that, what we're setting up is the consequences of an unsustainable economy. If it's unsustainable, it will not be sustained. And that's why many people look into the next decades and worry deeply about what happens when we burst through the two degrees and what happens when we destroy so much more of the biodiversity of our planet. But that's actually what we're doing to future generations and indeed even to the next generation. We're not only going to give them the debt and make them pay for the consequence of the pollution we caused, we're also not effectively in that process actually addressing that pollution addressing the climate change and the biodiversity loss. And that's why the next generation's inheritance is fundamentally not fair. A unsustainable economy is one that is not going to be sustained and they are going to face the consequences of our actions in our own selfish generation. Thank you.